Hello, and we are live. Welcome to a, another special edition of the Dan Assor Show in partnership with Expo Stars. I'm going to be introducing MD of Expo Stars, Lee Alley, in a second. Thank you for watching. It's a, for those that are watching live, it is a nice, as you know, sunny afternoon in London. It's Tuesday, the 14th of June. Hopefully it's sunny wherever, wherever else you are in the world. Thank you for watching live. Thank you for listening on demand. Um, this is the fourth episode of a monthly series in partnership with trade show audience engagement specialist Expo Stars. And I'm going to introduce you to the MD of Expo Stars, Lee Alley. Hello, Lee. Hello, Dan. How are you? I'm very well. I know you've been globetrotting like Phileas Fogg all <laughs> over the world for those people of a certain age that can remember who Phileas Fogg was, but possibly not in a hot air balloon. Um, Lee, tell us who you are. Just introduce yourself on the business as normal for those that aren't aware, please. Sure. I'm the founder and MD of Expo Stars Interactive. Uh, we're a, 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 an agency that specializes in helping exhibitors engage with their target audience at trade show exhibitions uh, around the globe. And we've been uh, globetrotting since 2007, <laughs> working from uh, uh, Los Angeles all the way to Sydney, Australia. Ah, you're name dropping now. You're showing yeah. off. <laughs> um, I should say that if you have a question for Lee, whether you're watching live or on demand, please pop it in the LinkedIn comments chat. I'm sure he will come back to you. So, Lee, we're going to be um, talking about trade show engagement optimization, you know, and specifically all about defining KPIs, key performance indicators. I had to remind myself what that stood for for a second. <laughs> Um, before we do that, um, you have coined this an acronym TEO, Trade Show Engagement Optimization. This is what this series has all been about, right? So, the first yeah. three episodes, which are available on the Expo Stars website, expostars.com, um, have covered um, three of the five um, facets of TEO. Um, before we get into the fourth one into more detail, can you just remind us of what TEO means, please? Sure. Uh, so TEO is uh, my kind of framework that kind of um, looks at trade shows in a new way. I mean, aside what trade shows traditionally, uh, you know, when companies go to trade shows, what they traditionally do is start looking at the booth uh, design and then saying, right, let's set up everything and then uh, we'll build it and they will come. And obviously, uh, it doesn't work like that. So uh, what TEO is all about is looking at the framework of what kind of things you need to look at uh, to make sure that your uh, trade show is a success. So uh, we started off in the first week with um, defining your strategy and how that links in with your business plan and why sh you should be exhibiting. Then obviously we had to look at your target audience and how do you actually create that attendee journey from before the event, during the event, and after the event as well. And then a third, the last episode that we did, we looked at the booth staffing. So yeah. why is it important to actually have the right people on the booth, how you should train them, and what kind of um, you know skills uh, and assets they should actually be, ha uh, be having 
uh, at the trade show booth. So uh, sure. and now we're moving on to KPI measurement. And then the fifth one that we'll cover on the next episode also yeah. will be the uh, follow-up process um, where the gold is. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so the, the first few episodes are talking about the mining, I guess, of, yeah. of the treasure. And yeah. uh, the final one is where the gold is. Now, before we get into that, you, you I referenced that you have been around the world and to some shows. Yeah. So can you bring to life sort of where you've been, maybe some of the things you've seen um, at the events and possibly relate them to what we've discussed previously? And then we'll get on to talking about KPI. So I know you said you've been to a trade mission. Yeah. So one of the uh, great ways uh, a business, especially in the UK or, well, anywhere in the world, really, uh, to grow their business internationally, they can actually go on a trade mission uh, with the local um, okay. uh, government departments or trade departments. So here in the UK, we have the Department of International Trade, and they all have international advisors, and they all also have uh, the Export Academy. And what they do, um, the one that I joined with, we have uh, in the um, in the UK, well, in the Northwest, we have what we call the Northern Powerhouse. And we went on a a uh, group of businesses, about 12 businesses. We went to um, um, Southeast Asia. So Jakarta was our first stop uh, where uh, we engaged with some of the local organizers there. And then we moved on to Malaysia. We had the opportunity to meet um, again with some more organizers and also had the opportunity to uh, go to the Kuala Lumpur Convention Center and meet oh, wow. with uh, John there as well. So it was a great trip. And the great thing about it was that um, uh, the, uh, the trade advisors and the local uh, chambers of commerce uh, they actually uh, gave us one-to-one -one meetings with the kind of companies that we actually wanted to meet. Um, so um, if companies are thinking of, you know, growing overseas, uh, check out with your local um, trade organizations or whether there's chambers of commerce and look at what trade missions they actually have got going on. And it does bring up some great opportunities as well. Well, that's really good advice, actually. So um, it saves you you know, running on your own steam and having to find out and plan yeah. the trip. And I, I guess it's good networking as well. So thank you for, Absolutely. Think, thank yeah. you for and that. It's very cost effective and it's uh, much cheaper yeah. than trade shows. I could tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, that money's well spent. So let's, let's get on and talk about this, uh, the fourth sort of pillar, if you like, of your TEO trade show engagement optimization. Um, and a lot of exhibitors, if not most, and you will correct me if I'm wrong, um, and I guess same in my experience as an event organiser, tend to struggle with measuring and quantifying trade show success. Yeah. Um, and what, firstly, why do you think why do you think that is? And then we're going to talk about some of the metrics that you need to measure to define success. Sure, it all boils down to how you actually link trade shows to your overall business strategy. Um, a lot of businesses, obviously, they go to exhibits because they've been sold, um, you know, the floor space, and they don't necessarily link it back to their business growth strategy or their sales strategy. So it's actually understanding your business goals in the first place and then linking them uh, with your trade show exhibiting. And um, that's where a lot of companies fall down and they'll come away with, uh, you know, business cards, they'll come away with bad yeah. scans 
And then, you know, three to six months down the line, uh, uh, if you do ask them, oh, how successful was that trade show? And they'll probably say, well, we don't know because we don't know how to measure it. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a lot of business cards, but I'm not sure how much business we actually got from it. And I mean, this is usually, um, you know, what um, a lot of companies find themselves uh, doing uh, because they've not actually related it back to yeah. uh, the uh, the original business growth plan. Which which we touched upon in, in the previous episode. And I think yeah. it's becoming ever more important as obviously the industry's reopened in the last six months, six to 12 months, that people again are having to justify you know, the spend, right? Because yeah, it, came, it came out of um, plans, maybe marketing plans, for obvious reasons, yeah. for 18 months, say. Yeah. Uh, and you could argue, well, you know, we've lived without it. Um, you know, we're doing all right. Uh, and actually, it's an expense. It's either going to be now saving or we're going to redeploy those funds into something else. So yeah, it's important that, I guess, the organiser works with the exhibitor and impresses upon these these points that, that you know it needs to be measured yeah. and how you're going to measure it and not not to shy away from it so we're going to talk about the key metrics then you need to to measure and define success and i'm going to pull up um a little slide um excuse my face at the top of it um <laughs> I, like, I like to be everywhere so you've called it no, your, your business done plan is that what it's called your business done plan yeah <laughs> done plan. I'll, I'll take that off for you shall i um talk talk me through this so yeah. Yeah. So um, when you look at, um, you know, your business growth and uh, exhibitions is one channel. Okay. You've got your digital marketing, uh, you've got your sales teams, uh, and then you've got exhibitions, and then you've got your distributors, your partnerships. So, um, and all of these things obviously make up um, um, how you're going to actually grow, grow your business, okay? So sure. one of the key things that you need to understand uh, to start with the metrics is what is your current turnover? So if you're planning for exhibitions next year, uh, so what you need to do is look at, right, how much turnover are you going to have this year and how many customers do you actually have making that turnover up, okay? And then that will actually give you your average customer value, all right? So if you know... Uh, what your average customer will actually bring you every year, that's your starting point uh, as a metric, okay? Because um, when you get the leads uh, from your shows uh, and you know what your average customer value is, and then you can look at your conversion rates, okay? So uh, another key question there is what percentage uh, from uh, existing customers um, has that turnover come from? And then your goals for next year, what kind of percentage would you be looking at from your existing customers as well? So, uh, for example, in my business, um, I know that year on year, well, pre-2019, pre-2020 anyway, I knew that going into next year that we would actually keep a minimum of about 70% of our client base, okay? So to get back to the 100 and then obviously look at my additional business growth, uh, I would obviously define how many new clients I needed. Um, and I knew how many uh, customers um, I would actually keep, uh, how many would drop off and how many I would actually need uh, for the following year. So the end question is then, how many new customers uh, do you actually need? And where do those customers um, come from? 
Okay, is it going to be your digital marketing? Is it going to be your exhibitions? Is it going through um, through your key partners, for example, or your resellers? So, it's once you've actually got how many new customers do you need, then you can start planning. Okay, how are we going to get those, and what percentage of those are going to come from trade shows? Sure. So, really, the point is. You know, because someone said, "Well, okay, th- th- this is this is about the business, not necessarily about the exhibitions." But what we're saying is, yeah. like any channel, yeah. which is there to generate new leads and hopefully business, the trade show part of it, if you're going to be part part of a trade show, shouldn't operate as a silo. It needs to yeah. be embedded right at the beginning, in terms of you know where you're going to get those customers from, and then absolutely, yeah. Explain explain the sales pipeline. Yeah, so this is uh, the activity calculator uh, that we put into place. And it starts at the top. And the reason why we use this activity calculator is that uh, is to highlight what businesses need to do to get the number of engagements, uh, to get the number of sales that they actually need. And it's always surprising um, when we actually share uh, how many engagements they actually need to hit those targets. So if you um, have a target of, let's say, you need um, £100,000 worth of new business, um, then you look at your average customer value. Uh, let's say that's £10,000, so you need 10 yeah. new customers, okay? Are you following me? Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if you know your uh, ratio of from sales presentations to getting customers, is, let's say it's on average one in four, so you're closing at 25%, okay? Um, then obviously you need to know that to get 10 customers, you need to make 40 presentations, okay? To get 40 presentations, um, if you have, let's say, a 50% closure rate from lead to presentation, uh, you need to get 80 qualified leads. Yeah. Okay? To get those 80 qualified leads, okay, at a trade show, then you'll need to have what we call engagements and demonstrations. So um, it could be that one in two demonstrations leads to a qualified lead, okay? So that leads, uh, you've got, you need to do 160 demonstrations. And to get 160 demonstrations, how many hellos do you need to say? Yeah. Uh, And that could be one in two as well. So, uh, So 160, that's 320 hellos engagements that you need to make uh during the three days or two days that you're at at the trade show okay yeah so then what you need to do is plan the activity so that uh you can actually get you can actually say and approach 320 people during the three days and then you can actually break it down by hour by the number of people on your booth so if you have four, uh, four representatives then you can actually say, right, You can each one of you uh, actually has to go out and say hello to 80 people. Yeah. So you yourself and your team, when you, um, you know, take a board a client, you take them through this sort of analysis, right? Because it's really yeah. important they understand, you know, what, what they're going to, what they think, A, they want out of it. And I guess yeah. what they want out of it is not always determined by what they're spending, yeah, because, I mean, that's one metric, but also, you know, there's brand uh, awareness as well, which is yeah. 
yeah I mean, there are a multitude of yeah. things that yeah. you can actually measure and the True. goals are, the goals are always different so the, the activity plan is when a business really wants they're going to a trade show to actually generate new business i mean sure. there are obviously uh very high level brands for example i mean i don't think apple would go through this process no, no. <laughs> uh, but i'm sure I, they I, go through i'm yeah. sure they go through a process where they are measuring against um different uh kpis because kpis yeah, yeah as you know kpis don't always have to just be about um you know a, a number of sales or or a, a number of pounds or dollars or euros yes yeah. Yeah, you know. there can be. I mean, it's not metrics, it might not be transactional their booth, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there can yeah. be like uh, I know that a lot of companies measure uh, the um, the footfall on the stand. Okay, sure. they also measure uh, the eyeballs. For example, how long did they stay at the booth? Um, uh, you know, a lot of companies measure uh, how many people came to the, how many presentations they were actually delivered as well. So there's lots and lots of um you know uh, uh kpis that you can sure. actually measure but it's all down to what you actually want to achieve from the show sure. so i guess the main takeaway from that is that you know start with a plan understand yeah. why you're doing this we spoke about a lot of this in, in previous episodes but it's worth reiterating and then when you get to the end of it you can work out whether it's you know you've got something to benchmark it against absolutely uh, yeah. and then also you can have a you know an appropriate conversation with the show organizer and I guess it's probably useful in advance to to share that to a certain extent with the organizer. And if I'm an organizer, I should be asking those questions. You know, what, you know, how how are you going to define success at this trade show when I phone you up in, you know, six, three weeks yeah. time or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Which I don't think we do enough of, you know, I think in, uh, as organizers, sometimes we get, you know, you're carried away with the sale, we sold it and I yeah. don't want to speak to you for a while. I'll speak to you afterwards. Oh, how did it go? It was busy, wasn't it? Well, uh, I don't know. It didn't it didn't perform against what I wanted? <laughs> so it's it's really important to be upfront. I think as much absolutely, as yeah, yeah. Okay, so we're going to move on to attendee um, information as part of this. What information would you suggest we need from attendees as an exhibitor? Yeah, I think uh, obviously outside of the usual, I think name, email, telephone number. <laughs> that always helps. Uh, Tinder profile? No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Facebook profile? Yeah, yeah, yeah. everything. Um, so I think the key things there are uh, to look at, you know, three or four different elements. So um, maybe if you have three or four different services that you're actually promoting, um, is to actually put that in the feedback form and actually ask them uh, what would you actually be interested in, okay? Uh, what aspect of our service? So it, it could be, uh, you know, a consultancy service. It could actually be, you know, two or three different products that you're promoting. It could be a product launch that, you, um, that you're putting together uh, that you've yeah. showcased at the event. So what is it that they're actually interested about, okay? And actually get, uh, and then the other aspect, um, on the lead form is getting their permission as to how they actually want to be followed mm -hmm. up, which is what Good we'll point. talk more about uh, on the next session. Yeah. Um, so it's actually looking at what products um, the, the, they're interested in, because that's quite important then, because if you have your average customer value and you already know that, and then you actually drill it down into different product types, um, what you can do then is assign a value to that product. Okay, so... Okay. 
um, when, when it comes to measurement uh, in terms of your pipeline, uh, you can actually say we had 20 customers interested uh, in our widget X, okay? Yeah. Uh, and that has a defined value of 20,000 uh, pounds. And then you can work out that the sales pipeline value, okay, from uh, for this product was X amount, okay? And then obviously you put that against the costs and then you can actually realize the opportunity versus the cost. Sure. Because I guess we can get carried away from the booth where someone comes over, we scan their badge and we think, well, hey, that's enough. I've got I've got a lead. And again, yeah, we spoke yeah. about this in the past, but it, I guess with any commercial opportunity, it's about opening the prospect up and asking questions of them. Yeah. Um, and then basing that question, identifying what other data or what other information you need from them, as you said. You know, yeah. you're starting a new project. When is it? What's the target audience? Yeah. How else are you promoting? What's the lead time? What's the follow-up process and so on? So yeah. we spoke yeah. about sort of badge scans, which I've also just referenced there, and, and business cards collected, etc. Talk to me about the sort of pros and cons of that and how else people can collect data. Yeah. Um, well, the badge scan is, um, I always think it's a cop-out, um, but <laughs> the, the marketing people um for some reason obviously we have what's happened in the last few years is that the leads have been like segmented into two so you have your marketing qualified leads which is a bad scan okay yeah <laughs> and then you have your sales qualified leads which is a more detailed form looking at uh, you know uh, the qualifying questions and um uh, so if you use for example the bant um, method which is the budget the authority the need and the time uh of the requirements so uh so they've become segmented and you know if your goal is to get you know 500 bad scans um then um that's pretty much for me and i am going to be controversial and probably a lot of marketing people will actually hate me for this is that (laughs) uh, why waste your time and energy doing a bad scan when you can actually go online on linkedin and get yeah. that data anyway, right? So True. why go to an event and just uh, you know annoy people? Say, yeah. oh, can I scan your badge? Okay, it's kind of really pointless. Whereas what you need to be doing is looking at engaging conversations and getting people uh, involved in a conversation, asking them the right questions, and collecting the right data. And then if you go away with you know thirty qualified leads where you've got all the all of the inf- qualifying information versus 500 leads okay uh that you're going to just put through the marketing filter um i can pretty much guarantee that you're going to get more business out of the 30 qualified leads uh, and a lot faster as well yeah yeah it's it's a blunt instrument isn't it that again we use it on both sides as an organizer you know we get we get given data oh that you know that booth got 500 scans you know, they spent two yeah. grand, so the cost per scan is X. And, yeah. you know, and it's a bit of smoke and mirrors, if we're honest, from an organized perspective. Um, but again, we should be having more, you know, business-like conversations and grown-up conversations, as we discussed Absolutely, about yeah. different Absolutely, benchmarks yeah. of success. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so you've got all this data, um, and it might be sitting in, you know, in the palm of someone's hand or someone's laptop. But again, this, I guess this comes from preparation beforehand. What's your advice as to how to integrate it into the CRM? Do you think it should be done sort of real time on site? 
Is it just a free for all at the end? Everyone sort of, you know, gives their business cards to one person afterwards, and the scans are sent from the organizer, and then they're sort of sifted through. What, what's your what's your expert advice on how the data is integrated into a customer relationship? Yeah, I, I would actually say that obviously this uh, thing needs to be planned uh, well before the exhibition. Sure. Uh, if possible, um, uh, incorporate it into your CRM uh, live uh, during the event. And, and I know that there are, great, there are some great tools out there that allow you to integrate with your CRM straight away. And then obviously uh, they can also... Uh, send emails straight away after you've collected the data. And a lot of that thing is obviously planned well in advance and they can uh, segment the lists into, you know, the interest types as well. Uh, but the key advice I would give is that you have one person taking responsibility for the data. Yeah. And then making sure that they have a plan of action, that they allocate the leads to the right people. And they actually have... Uh, a follow-up um, plan uh, and accountability as well, because the scary to, uh, the scary statistic is that you know over eighty percent of leads are not followed up after the first email. Yeah, um, and you know you're spending all this money in going to a trade show, uh, collecting um, all of this information, having great conversations, but you don't follow them through. Yeah. Uh, apart from the thank you email, thank you for coming to our trade show booth. Yeah, and again, you should put them into your sales funnel, however you typically follow up leads, whether that's phone call, emails, whatever. Or actually, yeah. you've got a note against that lead or contact, and you've yeah. got an agreement to already follow them up. Yeah. You know, on the stand, well, you, you might you might put a date in someone's diary when they're there, right? So Absolutely, you know, yeah, yeah. If, if there's mean, an interest, then... then try and close them sooner rather than later on, on the follow-up, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think one of the key things is um, bridging. I think this is where a lot of companies fall down on is sure. bridging that gap between collecting the data and the follow-up process, okay? So there needs to be some kind of instrument in the middle where you actually get approval from the attendee to say, right, this is how I want to be followed up and this is the information I'm looking for, whether that's a telephone call or an email uh, sure. or an invitation to a webinar. Uh, you've got to give them that option and that choice because if you just say, oh, can I scan your badge and somebody will actually follow up, guess what's going to happen? Not a lot. <laughs> Not a lot, exactly. Yeah, so it's going to be like a, it's going to be like a cold call. You're going to say, sure. "Oh, hello, um, you came to yeah. our booth uh, at Extra Edge Show," yeah. and then you're going to say, "Oh, yeah, you were the people that were offering the freebie, yeah. and that's why I came to the booth." Yeah. So that again comes from the planning, which we've covered uh, many times, but it's really important that. So what we're saying is not just plan the metrics for success on the day. Yeah. It's okay. What's the plan afterwards? Okay, yep. so if I've agreed that I need to get 500 leads or 200 conversations, let's say I get those, yep. what am I then doing with those? And yep. in what time frame? So setting what, I guess, a sort of smart objective. So absolutely, you know, within yep. four weeks, we're going to do X, Y, Z. This one's doing that. Um, and again, from an organized perspective, we want to be encouraging that, not shying away from it. Because the more information and data that we've got on how someone's performed, potentially you know, we can talk to them about doing something bigger and better and greater or just getting them back in next time. Absolutely, um, yeah. You know, I I definitely remember that 
sitting on the, the lead portal from a show where some exhibitors just didn't even download the leads for like yeah. six weeks. Yeah. Yeah, I know, I know, it's crazy. It's and I mad. think this is, yeah, one of the other points I wanted to raise that a lot of companies, especially in the B2B world and especially in the bigger industries like aviation and broadcasting and so on, their lead cycles can be up to between three to five years uh, from yeah. you know, lead to sale. The cycles can be up to five years long. I mean, we've we worked with a lot of clients where the, you know, the average sales cycle is up to three years. Yeah. So what you need to be able to do is obviously track um, those leads um, and the sales conversations and be able to assign it back to that conversation at the trade show. Uh, sure. Because, um, you know, um, if you don't allocate it to that trade show, then obviously you're missing out on um, uh, the ROI. Sure. Uh, measurement from that. And finally, how, how how would you go about measuring staff effectiveness on the booth? Um, um, actually, how, how would you define that? Again, that's something else that you, I guess you need to agree in advance, you know? So what's Absolutely, that, so? yeah. Yeah. So we talked about the conversion rates, just like mm. you do in your SEO in terms yeah. of how you're converting. So when people are actually going out and saying hello, is get them to maybe have a, a counter and say, right, uh, out of how many hellos that you said, how many of those converted into a conversation, how many of those converted into a demonstration. Um, so sure. obviously you, you're going to assign roles to your team. Uh, so what you do is you measure the people at the front of the booth in terms of saying hello and uh, how many conversions they got into people to come in for a demonstration. Then obviously you've got the presenters who are doing the demonstrations. Then you can actually uh, see how effective they are in converting from the presentation into people um, leaving their details uh, and wanting more information. Sure. And it's important. You know, I think staff yeah. on the booths want to know how they've done. They want constructive feedback. They want praising. You know, like in any environment, it's a good opportunity to, you know, to provide active feedback and provide, you know, data-driven um, performance feedback and for, for next time around to try and improve. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, you need that data because if you keep on doing the same thing, obviously you're going to get the same results. But exactly. if you start measuring these little things and you start improving how people say hello, and even if it gives you 10% you know, improvement, the difference in that could be you know, one extra client that brings in you know, 150,000, 250,000 or a million pounds worth of new business. Okay, so listen, we're, we're out of time. Thank you so much. Um, and I should say all the other episodes, episode one, two, and three, are on the Expo Stars website. So go to expostars.com. Um, so, Lee, what, what are we going to be chatting about in the fifth, fifth episode? And I should say that we will put the date up in the next um, few days as to when that's going to be, but it will be sometime in July. Um, first Friday of July, I believe. So, yeah, let, let us – what's what's the final – piece of the teo strategy yeah yeah i think we've alluded to it already it's the follow-up yep. process um yep. so we're going to be talking about how do you bridge that gap between filling the form in and then the follow-up process um you know looking at uh, which department should take accountability uh for the follow-up process uh and then obviously we're going to look at how do you actually align your uh, follow-up process with your sales process okay sure. and um uh yeah so lots of uh 
uh, interesting um, uh, pieces of uh, uh, debates and things going on. We're going to be controversial as always. <laughs> <laughs> and I should say, if you want to reach Lee um, and talk and talk all things audience audience engagement, then uh, I guess they just hit you up on LinkedIn or via the yeah. website. So www.exposters.com, uh, my LinkedIn profile, and I'm going to be at Exhibitor Live next week as well, uh-huh. delivering a couple of sessions. So if there's anyone out there in the land of USA who wants to meet up at, Exhi- uh, at Exhibitor Live, uh, please do get in touch. Cool. Thank you so much, Lee, again. Thank you, everyone, for watching and listening on demand. This has been Dan Assor and Lee Ali. Have a great day. Thank you.